Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Welcome to High Trust Today, the podcast. I'm on a quest to help people win in business and in life. To do that, I know they must trust themselves, their relationships, their business, and they most certainly must trust their future. When you do that, you set in motion a universe of possibilities, and that journey begins right now. The definition of a warrior. Now, when we see that picture, I, I do believe when we see that photograph, there's something in us that stirs, right? A William Wallace moment that we think, man, if I could just be a warrior like that. Who's watched Braveheart more than once? Yes. And that's because there is something that stirs in us on being a warrior. Well, the definition of a warrior is a person who fights in battles and is known for having courage and, sp- and skills. So that could be any mother in the room, <laughs> any father. It could be any loan officer, right? The person who fights in battles and is known for having courage and skills. And I believe we were created to be warriors. It is in our DNA as human beings. We were created to be warriors. And so maybe right now you're thinking, I don't feel so much like a warrior. And that's because your brain has been hacked. And it's been influenced by outside. There's things that have come in and have made an impression on your brain, and one of them is outside influences. Can anybody remember anything from your past where someone said something to you and you believed it, maybe they told you you were too short or too tall or too skinny or too young or too old. You just weren't enough, and you believed it. You believed a lie. And maybe they told it to you so much that it became part of your conversation with yourself to where you believed that. Maybe it was even friends and family, because sometimes friends and family, God bless them, they can say words to us that literally hack into our brains. Now, the definition of a wimp, I know, see, that's how we feel most of the time, don't you think? That this is our, our inner wimp. Because we know that we've wimped out before. Now, I am going to tell you, I am not talking to you about the noun wimp. Uh, the, the definition using noun is a weak or cowardly or unadventurous person. I'm not saying that about you. What I am talking about is you have wimped out, and that is to fail to do or complete something as a result of fear or lack of confidence. Has anybody ever wimped out on anything? Raise your hands if you have. Because even if you are a rock star loan officer, I can promise you, you've wimped out somewhere. And it could have been in relationships or your health. I can tell you Navy SEALs or Army Rangers who have wimped out on different areas of their life. So to to become a warrior, to go from wimp to warrior, you've got to study the warrior life. However... It's one thing to study it, this is a quote, to study war, and it's another to live a warrior's life. What does it mean to live a warrior's life? Well, you have to change your brain. And can you do it in 52 days? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Now, this is a big word. Has anyone ever, have anyone seen this word or know what this word means? Neuroplasticity. I'm not here to teach you a... um, 
a biology lesson or a science lesson, but I've studied this for the last two years. In fact, the last seven books that I've read have been by doctors. That's scary, folks. You should be afraid. Well, Louise Thaxton is reading doctor books. But I wanted to know what happened to me when I changed my life. And I realized it was neuroplasticity, which is, it's what our, uh, you know, we have had, you know, the gurus of self-improvement have taught, you know, if you think it, you can become it. And, you know, all of these things that have said, and we think it's psychology, but it's not, folks. It's biology. It is not psychology, it is biology where literally your brain, because it's moldable and plastic, it can change. Changing your brain, changing your mind, changes your brain, which changes your life. Now let me tell you this right now, all of you in here, I believe you've heard enough, and hasn't it been great? Let's give Sales Mastery a round of applause, it's been amazing, thank you Todd. Linda, everybody that I'm forgetting your name and you're now offended, I'm sorry. So thank you for that. But we have heard enough right now that we could go home and we could transform our businesses. Because our minds have already been changed. Your mind changes just like that and you know I am going to warrior up and I'm going to go forth and I'm going to transform my business. And on Monday, you say, I'm going to transform my business and your brain says, well, now settle down. Now wait a minute. That sounds kind of hard. Now, you need, now, your brain will never tell you no. It's just going to tell you not today. Hey, let's start that on Tuesday because you know you were gone. So let's start it on Tuesday. And on Tuesday, it says, you know what? Let's just start from the middle of the week. Anybody ever had their brain tell you that? Like, you know, I love it. Like, I'm, I'm going gluten-free. And I was, my mind, I had read enough books. I'm going gluten-free. And my mind, and my brain said to my mind, are you an idiot? Look at those donuts. You see, we have got to get control of our brain. It's like a two-year-old because it likes it easy and it wants its way. And if you want to change your life, you need to change your brain. And that comes from changing your mind. Now, if you go back to 2005, by the way, in 2005, I wanted out of the mortgage business. I was sick. I was fed up. In fact, I'm a woman of faith. I was praying to be delivered from the mortgage business. <laughs> I want it out. You see, I thought there's something more. There's something that I can have purpose, and there can be a calling, and it's not this. And then in September of 2005, Hurricane Rita hit central Louisiana, destroyed one of my husband's farming operations that provide us what I lovingly refer to as regular income. Don't y'all like regular income? It's almost like clear to close. Regular income. <sighs> And it was destroyed. And I said, well, put it back. And there was no insurance. And he said, well, it's going to take a year. I go, oh, my God. He said, can your business make money until mine is rebuilt? And I'm going, what in God's name can I do? I was closing five to seven units a month. I was in a little town of 2,900 people. That's 2,900 people. And the entire parish, by the way, Louisiana has parishes, not counties, had 19,000 people. So I guess closing five to six loans a month was probably all right. But how would I double, how would I quadruple my business in a little rural town of Louis, in central Louisiana? But you see, there was a military town south of me, 45 minutes, and I decided to go down there. By the way, that took, I had to do whatever it took to change my business. And so I went into a town where I knew nothing about military culture. 
I could not spell VA. You'll get that later. Knew nothing about serving military clients. And yet, my husband needed me to step up to the plate and help our family. So in two, October and November, I closed six units each month because, you see, at that point, I was still hoping that my front yard would grow a money tree and somehow the money would be supplied. And I realized there is no money tree in central Louisiana on our farm. And if we wanted money, I was going to have to work and I was going to have to close loans to get the money to support my family. And I made that change. The 1st of November, I was at a manager's meeting and I made the declaration Next year, I'm going to be in President's Club, which, by the way, is th was $30 million at that time. Now, let me tell you what. Here's a little gal in central Louisiana, and her, and her office has, 20, has 2,900 people in the town, and she just made a declaration she's going to close $30 million. I know those managers thought, good God, she has had a stroke. Because <laughs> I never closed more than $8 million. The reason I talk to you about 52 days is because I've lived it, folks. And by the way, at the end of this presentation, I'm going to tell you where the 52 days comes from. 52 days after I made the declaration, I went from closing six units, and in December, I closed 16 units. Now, that doesn't sound like much to you, but it was a lot. But in January of 2006, I closed 31 units. I did 52 units and 52 units and then, I mean, 52 days and then 52 days and I had quadrupled my business. You see, the big story is you quadrupled your business in a year. No, I quadrupled my business in two 52-day segments, which, by the way, the year is divided into seven 52-day segments. You want to form a habit, you want to change your mind, set your mind and t pick a time limit and then go forth and change your mind. And for me, it was a mindset those are actually, this is neuropathways, folks, that get formed in our brain that will tell you you're in a small community, there's no way. How long does it take to create these neuropathways? These are what is literally going to change your brain. Well, let's look at the military. Who in here has served in the military? Could you raise your hand if you are a military veteran? Can we give our military a round of applause? Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Well, you look at military boot camps, and we've got Army, 10 weeks, Marines, 12 weeks. You, you'd figure. Uh, Navy, 7 to 9 weeks, Air Force. What is that, eight and a half weeks? And then Coast Guard, eight weeks. So what are they doing in a boot camp? They're trying to transform these young people's brains and their minds. Because you go in, I remember Sean Parnell talking about boot camp, and he said he was humiliated when his, uh, he had a, a bag, and he said his commander threw it, and it spilled out, and he said outflowed hair dryer and, uh, a hair dryer and uh, gel. <laughs> his mind got changed. His brain got changed. So the strategy is how do you change, how does your mind change your brain? And that's what I'm going to talk to you about. There are three tactics, seven disciplines over 52 days. Now, this is interesting thing. Todd allowed me to speak on his stage in 2007 where I talked about seven mindsets to overcome seven mind blocks. Now, I knew nothing about neuroplasticity. I wouldn't have even known how to pronounce it. 
But it was interesting when I first picked up on that word about a year and a half ago that the same mindsets that had changed my brain in 2005 is the same disciplines that it takes to change your mind about anything. How many of you know you need to change at least one habit in your life? You need to change one habit. You use these. The, here it is. Three tactics. Get up, gear up, and show up. Say that with me. Get up, gear up, show up. Now I'm going to take you through the disciplines. The tactic is get up. And that's what you need to do. You need to get up earlier than what you are. It, you just tell me you, can't, you don't have time to read. That's because you're not getting up. You don't have time. You're not getting up. Your competition's already out of the bed and running. You need to get up earlier. I would say it needs at least a five in front of it. You laugh. What soldier's going to lay in the bed at 6 o'clock? Are you kidding me? I mean, get up. And then here's the thing. It's not only get up physically. Why don't you get up mentally and realize you are called to a cause? Uh, you know, Sean Purnell, and you hear me say his name. He is an Army Ranger. We travel together, and together we handle the American Warrior Initiative. And we travel this country where we give back to wounded heroes all across America. And, and he talks about the day that he was just a... Uh, college student that the deepest thing he taught he thought about was what beer he was going to drink the night before and he wakes up on September 11th just in time to see the towers fall and can I tell you his mission changed something happened in my life that my mission changed his change, he saw people running out of a burning building, and then he saw those first responders, those policemen, those firemen running into the burning building, and he said, I'm going to be one of those, and I am going to join the military, and I'm going to jump out of perfectly good uh, airplanes, and I'm going to go to ranger school. His, his mindset changed because he has a mission. You know what? Until you identify your mission, that is the number one thing you need to identify. For me, in 2005, it was quadruple my business. Pretty big mission, right? You've got to identify your mission. And you've got to know that as soon as you identify your mission, there is going to be an enemy that comes against you. That enemy, if any of you have read the book by Stephen Pressfield, The War of Art, he talks about resistance taking the form. This is resistance. And he uses resistance with a capital R as your enemy. But here's what resistance looks like. See if this looks familiar to anybody. Fear, self-doubt, procrastination, addiction, distraction, timidity, ego, narcissism, self-loathing. Does anybody have any of those enemies that come against them? Yes, you do. And then rational thought. Let me say this. In November 2005, when I said I am going to be in the President's Club, that did not make sense, folks. It did not make sense. Rational thought will come against you and say, what the heck? And then friends and family. The number two tactic, gear up. Can you imagine a soldier getting up and going out to fight a war and not gearing up? I asked Sean Parnell 
What if your man, and he's, he was in Afghanistan for, three, for 485 days. Now, you think about that. He was in Afghanistan leading the group called the Outlaw Platoon. And I said, what would have happened if your men hadn't worn a helmet? And he said, well, that most of them would have been dead. 85% had head injuries. Excuse me. So you, how do you put on a helmet? You've got to put on a helmet of possibility. And that comes with, you've got to think it's possible. You've got a mission, but you've got to believe it's possible. Possible, and you're positive about it. And that comes from reading books. You know, you've got your mindset. You need to pour new things in it. That's why I say you need to read. People say, what do I need to read? You, you send me a text or an email, I can give you a reading list. I read that one year between 2005 and 2006. By the way, Todd, several of your books were on that list. I own those books. I mean, they became me. Todd Duncan didn't know my name, but he was my mentor as Og Mandino. You take those books, and they are mentors to you, and you write it down. A shield for your heart, an intentional plan to implement the, implement the mission. So you've got to form new rituals. People, you, don't, you say, I don't have time for all this. Get up earlier. Everybody say, I'm getting up. Say it like you mean it. All right, that's better. You get up, you got time for the rituals. You need rituals. These are the things that are going to build these neuro pathways. So I want you to read, reflect, record. Take a picture of that this, because this is what I want you to do. Read, reflect, record. You're going to read something, a book that matters, and then you reflect on it. How can that impact me? And then you record it by writing in a journal. Now, guys, don't freak out. It's not a diary. It's a journal or a planner. Now, Todd Bookspan, I told him, I said, well, I'm sorry. You've given, he's got a planner. It's called uh, By Noon. I said, I don't give them that long. They got to do it by 11. I call it 7 by 11. And your morning ritual, your evening, your evening ritual, let me tell you this. Every evening before you go to bed, you need to write down the seven things that you need to do tomorrow that's going to advance your business by at least 1%. You need to get better 1% every day, folks. That first year, I wrote it down. I could never have, have known how I did it if I hadn't kept a, a diary, a journal of my, of my travel, my journey. I kept a journal of my journey. And so you read, you reflect, you record. And then you go out and you're going to put your boots on the ground and you're going to implement you need a plan for the day, the week, and the month and the year. You, let's go back to that. I'm going to go back. You need a battle plan, folks. When you hit the streets, you need to have a plan. There's two things that happen when you write down seven things this evening that you're going to do tomorrow. Number one, it gets you off your brain. You need a brain to be freed. And number two, if it's a problem, your brain will start working on it. Then the next morning, you don't have to think about what you're going to do. You're going to do that 7 by 11. That's going to propel your business forward, whatever that is. And then show up. So get up, gear up, and show up. You've got to set priorities. You've got to set focus. And you've got to persevere. And you need mental toughness. Mental toughness is the ability to resist Manage and overcome doubts, worries, concerns, and circumstances that prevent you from succeeding or, exceed or excelling at a task or toward an objective or performance outcome that you set out to achieve. Let me tell you, folks, you need to get mentally tough. 
If you are going to go from wimp to warrior, you've got to think like a warrior. And you need to, you need to protect your heart. That's true. Because it needs to be on fire for your mission. And you need to have a plan. But you need to be mentally tough. You need to set priorities. Work the plan 7 by 11 and then set and live your priorities. When I put about that shield of, for the passions of your heart, things are going to come against you. And I'm just going to tell you this. It's going to go against your heart, folks. It'll go against your head. It'll go against your heart. Our military wear these shields to protect them from the bullets. They wear a helmet. You need the same thing. Protect your passions, but get fired up. And then you need to focus. Can you say this? This is the warrior ethos. Say this with me. Say it with me. I will always place the mission first. I will never accept defeat. I will never quit. I will never leave a fallen comrade. One of my favorite authors, he's a military, uh, he authors and he speaks. Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman, he's written several books for the military. One of his books was very powerful for me on killing. But a quote from him was, is our warriors, when they run into battle and they're facing an enemy, they don't, it's not courage that helps them to overcome fear. It's love. Love for their brother or sister beside them. I will never leave a fallen comrade. When you have a focus of who are you doing this for? Who are you doing? For me, every time I thought about giving up, I thought, I have to do this for my husband. I have to do this for my family. And then you repeat it, and you repeat it, and you repeat it. Here's the seven, if you want to take a picture of this, these are the seven things that you need to change your brain. These are the seven steps that changes your brain. Now, how did I come up with 52 days? And it could be 21 days, 30 days, 60 days. It takes a period of time to change a habit. Well, there's a story about a man named Nehemiah. He lived in Babylon in 445 B.C., and his people... The Jewish people were in Jerusalem, and he heard that the walls had not been rebuilt. He got really upset because, you see, in that time, you needed walls to protect your city. I'm going to tell you this. We need walls around our health, around our, our businesses, around our families, around our relationship. We need these walls of protection that we build. He got permission from the king. He went there, and he was so upset when he saw the devastation. He, it, for decades, the wall has la had lain in shambles, and he said, you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this, and guess what? It, it is recorded that the wall was finished in 52 days. What had lain in destruction for decades was finished when they got focused. So to build a warrior heart, on the field of self stand a knight and a dragon. You are the knight. Resistance is the dragon. You will fight. You go from wimp to warrior, be prepared to fight. And let me just say this. My passions changed after a while. Yes, I still work for my family, but sitting across from these warriors, I fell in love with serving those who serve. And I started to hear the stories, folks. And I actually got so passionate about it that I began to speak, and I got these boots on because I wanted to tell America there is a gap between our military and civilians. 
I read an article that 40% of Americans don't even know we're still at war. And I am passionate about sharing that message. And I'm on a mission. Because let me tell you, folks, every day in America, there is a young man or young woman who gets up, gears up, and shows up at a military recruiting office where they sign up and they put their name on a blank check made payable to you and to me and to all America, not knowing, not knowing, not knowing. What is going to be filled in? It could be their life. It could be their marriage. It could be their finances. But they do it anyway because there's a call on their life to serve. Since 2001, 7,000 have given their lives in combat. But in that same period of time, tens of thousands, tens of thousands have taken their own life through suicide. The suicide rate has gone up. And it is my mission and my passion to do one thing today and tomorrow and the next day to change that number because one is too many. Ben Lunak was, is a Marine who traveled with AWI. He, lost, he served as a Marine for six years, lost his leg in Afghanistan, came home, and he told, me, he told me, he says, I went from serving in the greatest fighting force in the world to putting cheese on pizza. He overcome, he almost committed suicide, but overcome and built a fitness business where he mentored young people. Then he came with AWI, and he was at an event, something like this. And so he said, people ask me all the time, what can we do? What can we do to help you, the men and women who have served this country? And this is from him. Live a life that is worthy of their sacrifice. We live in an amazing country. You have amazing opportunities to take what you've learned and implement it and live a life that is worthy of the sacrifice. God bless the men and women who serve this country. God bless you and God bless America. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the High Trust Today podcast. If you want to make this year your best year ever and double, triple, or even quadruple your volume and performance, then I want you to click the link for your ticket to Sales Mastery in the show notes to find out how you can make more money in less time with less stress. 